It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Week 12 was a wild one with the Eagles claiming a big win, the Falcons making a statement, the Colts climbing the playoff standings. We're going to break it all down today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to extend a big shout out to our everydayers and those of you who make Locked On NFL Scouting your first lesson every day. We appreciate y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Joe, do you want the good news or the bad news? The bad news. And bad news, you already know this because we did the pod before the pod. Um, we were different on four games this weekend. Yeah. And the Pick'em show that we do on Thursdays usually, we did it on Tuesday or Wednesday last week because we did a mock draft, which if you missed because of the holiday, you can go back. We did a first-round mock draft, our first one of the cycle. Um, three of those games have been played, and you successfully picked one of the three games. Yeah, but my starting quarterback got injured in the two that I lost. So, you know, there's my that big excuse. That, that's like me picking the Bengals on Thursday night football against the Ravens, and then Joe Burrow gets hurt throwing a touchdown pass. And man, you got to have foresight, man. What, yeah, I mean, what you, do you even you do? That, we're forecasting, we're predicting, and, and you can't even see that. I know. Uh, the good news is this was comfortably, from a pick em perspective, the best week all season long for everyone collectively. There's still a game to be played. Everybody's got double-digit wins. You, me, and the show. The show picks against the spread. Joe, the show this week against the spread was 12-3. and three for ah, games you, uh, That's not just making money. That's that's swimming a little that's bit printing. right there. We're printing yeah. money. Yeah. Um, so that that significantly boosts the year-to-date uh, success. Uh, the, the show is now 98-82 and 82 against the spread. I'm not a math guy, but I do have a phone that does math. And I can Ooh. tell you that 98 divided by 180, uh, that's 54%. Ah, very good. It's spread. Wow. Wait, so wait a minute. Hey, for the first time in the history of the show, we break out a calculator. Kyle, I'm telling you, maybe we should have done that <laughs> so, so point ago. sooner. These are, yeah, these but, are readily but, inaccessible. But no then I'm not a math guy, would not have yeah. become one of the staple bits of the show. Wow. So. Wait, don't, don't put it above us to screw up uh, some calculator work, just like you should not put it above Sean McDermott to oh, blow – a football game when he has it in his hands. Kyle, it's time to extend a little bit of that Brandon Staley energy to old Sean McDermott. Now, the, the Bills have certainly had more success than Brandon Staley in those Chargers, but the high leverage moments, Sean McDermott continues to pull all the wrong 
levers. And I think the lead story here coming out of the weekend isn't really the Bills so much as it is the Eagles and them getting their mm-hmm. 10th win, continuing to find a way to win football games. I think that's a dangerous situation where you have the most talented team in the league, right? We would both agree that's the best roster in football. Stars yep. at receiver, stars yep. at quarterback, stars in the trenches, stars in the coaching. secondary. Good, good, and a good. heck of a good coaching staff that finds ways to win. And we talked about this NFC and how if the Lions can just do what they need to do, right, and win, like they're probably going to be favored in every single game, they're going to cruise to the one seat. Well, they couldn't win at home against Green Bay on Thanksgiving. On a short week. On a short week. Meanwhile, Philly takes care of Buffalo. They just took care of Dallas. What's their next? San Francisco and Dallas again. Like they're rolling. And, I mean, you have to be impressed. They find a way. They I mean, that first half for Philly was just dreadful. Two turnovers. The Bills get 14 points off takeaways. Uh, what was Jalen Hurts? Like three of 12 in the first half. But right. they flipped the switch, and they found a way once again. And I think Sean McDermott deserves a lot of credit for that. So, um, yeah, if, if we're going to talk about the Bills side of this game, and I have some thoughts on, on Philadelphia, and I think top of that is the second half and overtime performance of Jalen Hurts. For all of the questions about MVP races and all that kind of stuff, that's a hell of a statement yeah. that he provided with his second half performance, especially with how bad the first half was. Um, from Buffalo's side of things, McDermott turtled. Like, like just point blank period Again. In, in in five separate instances throughout the late course script of this game. You played to lose and not to win. And because of that, you lost. Yep. And I think you look at um, what's popular around the, the league right now and aggressiveness mentalities. And I know Buffalo, you know, during McDermott's era has had stretches where they've been aggressive on fourth downs. And like mm-hmm. there's been certain elements of the game where they've been aggressive, but from a game management perspective, yep. it's totally different. And it, it just looms so large for this team that um, go back to week one for this team. And how different this season could be for, for Buffalo if these late season management of games went a different way. And, and maybe this is a one-year incidence in vacuum with a bunch of injuries and it all just kind of snowballs on you. But it certainly doesn't feel like that's the appetite of Bill's Mafia. And yeah, now no, you're well, it's days. Yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than just like this year. I, I mean, last year, the oh, they sure. lose Three games by combined eight points, colossal meltdowns against the the Vikings, the playoff enders, right, have just been feeling like Sean McDermott can't get it done in those critical moments. And so I, do I think the Bills are going to do anything with Sean McDermott? I don't. They just extended him going into the season. They celebrated that extension. Like a lot of coaching extensions you don't really hear about, that yeah. wasn't the case, right? They waited for like a, like a quiet June day and made sure everybody knew. Uh, that McDermott was extended, and I think this is where they're gonna they're gonna lie. Um, and I think it's I don't ex- I don't expect a different result. I think at this point, these moments feel inevitable to me. Um, yeah. I, I said I even said to my brother uh, while watching the game it, when the Bills got the ball in overtime, I said, "Go for the touchdown! Like make it a four quarter game because you're not gonna get a stop. You won't do it." Um, I said before the Philly scored on what five of six possessions in the second half and overtime combined. Yeah. They got they figured out the defense and the Bills had yeah. no 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 ability to figure that out. And you waste a, a Josh Allen, a great performance, 440 total yards, four touchdowns. Like you got to win that game. You, you got to win that game. But for Philly, 
I've heard the Bills, they're the tenth seed, bro. Like they're the tenth seed. They're the Colts yeah. and the Broncos and the Texans, those are teams that are higher yeah. up for the Bills. And so you don't um, and you don't even have the head to head on Denver, too. You don't have so, it. Yeah. So it's like that there's some real awkward. They're gonna have a well earned, well earned not making the playoff season. They'll only have themselves to blame for it. Um in an AFC that you feel like I mean, the thing about the Bills is they're they're six and six, they're the tenth seed, but like also certainly capable of beating anybody, right? Like that's, that's the frustrating component. And and you feel like the AFC collectively, just like it's wide open and it's as wide open as it's been. And you're sitting there at six and six in a long time. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, Kansas city, obviously they take care of business. They, they spot the, the Raiders 14 points. The worst thing you can do is get an early lead on the chiefs. That's right. the worst thing right. you can then do. They'll, then they'll, they'll cut it loose and they'll, they'll play like yeah. crazy. Um, Baltimore took care of business on Sunday night football against a just, Hapless offensive performance from the Chargers. Just pathetic offensive performance. And then you look up and it's 13-10 and Justin Herbert's getting the ball back. And you're like, okay, let's see what happens. And just pressure packages and no answers for him. And (laughs) like the most uneventful end of game sequence I've ever seen. Right. And it it, but but that's the Chargers every game this year in these late game life one score situations. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, Bill's Uh, Chargers in a few weeks should be a doozy, folks. You want to talk? Talk about you take. So, yeah, you it, take. It, it's a Saturday standalone game. Everyone will get a chance to see that. Don't miss it, folks. Uh, most high leverage game in the AFC was Jaguars Texans, though. As we get ready to, to you know go to our first break, uh, Texans lose this game at home, 24-21. Jacksonville has not had a lot of success in their last like dozen games against Houston. <laughs> um, Doug Peterson really aggressive. I thought kept this game closer than it needed to be, and then. Stroud gets the ball back late with a chance to win the game. I would have rather trusted CJ Stroud on fourth and long than trying to kick a 58 yard field goal. Obviously that field goal attempt at the very end of the game from 58 clunks off the crossbar. Yep. So you're about six inches away from tying the game and going overtime and who knows what that looks like. But now you have Jacksonville. They're up to the the three seed after 12 weeks at eight and three, the Texans fall to the eight seed and third place in the South. They're behind the, the Colts right now courtesy of divisional record you know the the texans are one and two in the afc south the, the colts are six and five as well and two and two so there's a lot of implications from a wild card perspective you know this this could have got much more muddy if houston wins and then both they, they have a sweep against jacksonville and both teams are seven and four and just like the compression of the middle of this afc conference um i thought stroud had himself another nice performance. Obviously, the, the late drive when they were down two scores to get back into one-score game situation where you hope the defense could hold. Um, he, he It's a problem. And that Texans seems really fun. They're going to be really fun, fun to root for any time they're not playing your favorite team. More on that here in just a second. But when you're hiring for your small business, you want to make sure that you have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn just isn't another job board. It's a vast network that has more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier 
and quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be challenging for some people, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for people who have experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. That'll get you matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Hey, by the way, it's the holiday season. Black, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Did you get any purchases? Did you make any purchases on the internet? Uh, Save any money? I bought a Christmas tree. Right, you no, went out in the woods and yeah, yeah, packed yeah. one down in the middle of the woods, right? Hundred percent, yeah, with All an axe and everything. Clark, yeah. Clark Griswold and my my wife probably did. And I'm sure that'll start showing up real soon here on the front door. But um, <laughs> you know what I got? I did save myself some money. I, I got one thing on Black Friday, and it was JTO Sullivan's JTO course, his offensive install mm-hmm. course. Very excited, digging into that. Right now, I'm working through uh, Duo, Power, and GT Counter. What I'm working through right now. Kyle, Kyle I want to run the ball there. Kyle Krabs. Big Kyle the Rock, the baby. Kyle you got to run, run the ball late to win. Well, that was, that's was that been the recipe for the Texans. Um, but they, they Ooh, couldn't nice run it against. Yeah, bringing they, it back they, on track. Well, that was, that was my big thought process in picking Jacksonville. was like Houston's been able to run the ball like Devin Singletary two huge games in a row. I really thought Jacksonville would have the right stuff defensively. They held them to 18 carries for 91 yards and and six for 47. And that's from Stroud. I mean, they held Singletary five, six for 18, Pierce five for 14. Um, And that was a big deal there. One thing that like Jacksonville won this game by three, they had a chance to really kind of blow them out there. I thought Mm -hmm. like you mentioned Doug Peterson with some situational moments right before the half there. You get the big play. I hate free points. I, I, too, I, too, like to give free points away. You have to, like, I love aggressiveness. We all do, right? We celebrate that. But when you have an opportunity to make it a multiple possession game, extend it by another possession. Like, folks, in football games, there's like 9 to 12 offensive possessions per team. Like, at that point in the game, like, going into your 50% of the game is left. Mm-hmm. Make it harder on them. And then they think they had another chance to do it within the structure of the game. They didn't. They, to me... Houston was able to stick around a lot courtesy of Doug Peterson in this football game. So um, big win though, right? If Houston, they would have identical records, right? And Houston would have two wins over them. Right. And so, so Jacksonville, they, 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 huge they, win. Yeah. And, and Jacksonville too, you look at the rest of the schedule. I know we've talked about this schedule going all the way back to July. They're home against the Bengals on Monday night next week. They're at Cleveland. Who knows what DTR situation is? He got knocked yeah. out. Yeah. And the Broncos just waxed Cleveland by 17 points yesterday. Uh, they're home against Baltimore. That's one to watch. Obviously, Baltimore coming off the uh, kind of boa constrictor win against the Chargers last night. At Tampa Bay, 
home against the Panthers and at Tennessee to finish the season, right? Like what you lose, you lose the Baltimore game, but like if if the rest stays chalk, you're going to be a 13 and four football team. So, you know, Jacksonville getting that one is huge. The Colts, they're in right now. They're 65. They won their last three. Team's getting hot. House money. Now they've beat the Panthers, the Patriots. (laughs) And now the Bucks by touchdown. We'll just keep keep going down the schedule, Kyle. The opponents are the same. I, I get it. You know, Tennessee at Tennessee. Maybe you <laughs> drop that one on the road as a divisional road game. I like your chances against Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. Uh, you get Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got extra rest. So maybe that matters. Pittsburgh, round of applause, 400 yards of offense for the first time in 58 games, I think it was. Yeah, it was it's been a minute. Which, what, what I think what was most objectively hilarious about the eruption of applause for the Steelers offense erupts is they still scored 16 points. Right. Steelers offense explodes for 400 yards of offense in the first game and without Mike Hanna and scores 16 points. 16 points. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you want to talk about that team that the Colts beat that in that game? You want to talk about that game at all? They beat the Bucks. Yeah. Right. I mean, teams in about as ugly of a slide as you can find this side of the Queen City in the NFC. Yeah, dude. So you kind of felt it. It was it was the opening drive of the game. Bucks get down to like the it's first and goal from the one. Baker Mayfield Mm -hmm. QB sneak gets injured, and they wind up like the horrible sequence. They wind up kicking a field goal there, right? And you just kind of like knew like right then and there. It's like this. They don't have it. They're just not that team. And I mean, credit, credit the Colts, man. Credit the Colts. I know we, we talked last week uh, and we were talking, I think it was about Minnesota and talking about kind of the separation for them. And it feels like the playoff field is kind of chalky. You kind of felt like there was a clear void. This thing compressed in one week. <laughs> it's like right now you got right. Minnesota and Seattle, both currently six to five Minnesota plays tonight, but the Saints losing drops them to five and six. The Falcons now lead the NFC South at five and six. I know we want to talk about that game. The Rams are five and six. The Packers stealing that game in Detroit on Thanksgiving, which is a massive win for them. Jordan Love looked outstanding. They should have won that game by a lot more than what they and did. The Lions defense is not it right now. Yeah, they're they're really going through some struggles. You know, they're, the Green Bay's five and six. So you, you're going to get, and, and we've talked, the last three weeks about what Seattle stretch of games looks like. They got San Francisco. They got waxed Dallas on a short week in Dallas this week. Then they're back to San Francisco and then they got to play Philadelphia. Yeah. So like suddenly this NFC playoff picture in one week, we felt like it was like, yeah, everybody takes care of business the way that we think these teams are. Nope. It's it's, there's going to be three teams that are going to be trying to chase it down. It seems like. So and really then, interesting, but that NFC South is someone's got to win it. Just someone's like got to win it. Someone's got to win it and host the Cowboys and lose in the first round. Well, it's right going to be the Falcons. It's, it's either going to be Atlanta or New Orleans, which is what I think made last yesterday's game so important. They do they still have another one to play against each I other? Yeah, they, it's the last game. Do. Their last yeah. game is against That'll probably each a other. winning in. That'll probably be a winning yeah. in. But look at the the Falcons at Jets, Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. But do you trust this team to do anything? No. They lost, no, no, they no, no, lost no. to the Cardinals. 100%. They lost yeah. to the Titans. That's what I kept on saying they to my Houston. Commanders. Like, I trust them to just go out there and win all the games they're supposed to do. No, I don't. 
And quite frankly, you know, who knows what this game looks like if just Jesse Bates doesn't have the pick six. And the forced fumble. Right. Jesse Bates is directly responsible for at least two wins for the Atlanta Falcons. This One year. of the better free agent signings of the year. Right. And there's Literally. not a whole lot of them. Like you look back at him in hindsight, there's not a lot of them. Jesse Bates <laughs> was be, absolutely good one show. of them. Go look yeah. at the free agent class this year and all the dollars that were handed out. And All right. Listen, we we got more to get to, a little thought or not, more, more analysis on week 12, so stick with us. But you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is awesome. It's just you versus the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. It's just you against the numbers. All you do is select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute. And then when you win, the withdrawals are super quick. Love all these sports right now. They're even more exciting when you have an entry on prize picks. Going into a slate of games just makes it that much more fun. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I have I have two, but I want to start with the more bold one, I think. Okay. Thought. The Green Bay Packers will make the playoffs. <laughs> Um, I, I, I just feel like that's a no. Um, they got the chiefs yeah. this upcoming week. So that's not, not great. great, but then they're giants, bucks, Panthers, Vikings, and bears. Can they run the ball? The, they have had a little bit more life running the ball lately. And I know there's been some shuffling along the offensive line. I know Aaron Jones is hurt, so that's not great. But I don't like. They just they I, seem so. I don't expect you're going to get that Jordan Love every week. But if you Correct. get three quarters of that Jordan Love every week, and those receivers like have drops problems and stuff too. Like Dobbs we, was trying to drop them. Yeah, like, stop trying to th- stop throwing the ball to Romeo Dobbs. Most oh, this, obvious this, this player is, that you've ever watched in Nevada fight the ball like anyone I've ever right. seen. And, and we romanticize this player because he was big and physical and ran fast and caught nine balls at Nevada. He fell the way he did for a reason, and it's because he can't catch the ball. You like get Malik Heath reps. I don't care. <laughs> Christian Watson looking like well, Christian Malik Watson Heath is in there making plays, bro. Like I know that's what I mean. Give Malik Heath the any reps that you want to give to, to Romeo Dobbs. Give him the Malik Heath. I think it's, it's a better investment of your reps. It's it's never good when like you know I study the league right. It's what I do. And my brother, big big football fan as well. We're watching this game on Thanksgiving. He's like, "Tell me about M Heath," and I'm like, "I can't, can't. <laughs> I can't." <laughs> I know he was an underdog upset that made the roster, and that was like, that was like you're making these impact plays on Thanksgiving. I'm like, what is going on here? 
Okay, so I, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're not going to. I don't feel like the Packers are going to make the playoffs, but I, I simultaneously acknowledge the wide openness of this race right now, and it'll it'll sort itself out. But, like, this feels like one of those years where we're going to go into week 18, and there's going to be a lot up for grabs. A lot. Can I give you the sales pitch? The schedule, I'm sure, but go ahead. Well, it's, it's not just their schedule. We went over their schedule. It's part of the sales pitch is Minnesota – their last three games are Detroit twice and Green Bay. So if Green Bay wins their games and Minnesota's got two games against Detroit playing for seeding. Dude, wouldn't oh, – sorry, go ahead. We've talked about Seattle, who's currently the seven seed at six and five. And then these South teams are just going to beat up on each other. I find myself actively rooting for this to happen because this is the thing that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do last year. Could you imagine oh, if fun. you know what I mean? That's fun. That's and, fun. And, yeah. and I don't care who you are. The only people that are not annoyed with Aaron Rodgers are Jets fans. And probably a lot of them are. Oh, that's starting. Good. I because I was I was very I know you're really Jets dialed here. in with the Jets fans right now. It <laughs> seems to be your no, and the only reason I am is because of how the much only they reason. Talk. the only reason I am is they, 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 we're coming off of our seventh fourth place finish in eight years. And the only year we didn't finish in fourth place was a team tanked and actively tried to finish with a bad record. And we're just going to run our mouths all off season. And the, like, guys, nobody, just, nobody falls for a hype so, train like the Jets fans. There's no question. There's no question. Exhausting. So, yeah, I heard it, there's not a single position group that the Dolphins have a better roster than the Jets. I heard that all off season. I heard how Garrett Wilson's a better wide receiver, the, the best wide receiver between the two teams combined. And Dude, they how don't have another player besides Garrett Wilson. Yeah, because you're actively sitting Alan Lazard in year one of a four-year, $44 million right. contract. Who saw it coming? Anyone who's ever watched Alan Lazard play football. Correct. Uh, man, they could use like Corey Davis right about now, huh? Yeah. We, we sat here and we're talking about Corey Davis as a cut or trade candidate this whole time, and then he ends up just walking away. Miko Hartman, amazing addition. Use him. Randall Cobb has like a catch this year. All right, we don't have to, The Jets are down bad. Like, they're, they're, they're down bad. I have a thought on the Jets. Oh, God. Was this a segue? Like, like on purpose? You had this in the bag? Yeah, this was one of my thought or nots. All right, give it to me. The Jets cannot draft a quarterback, even though it would be the best thing for the franchise. Why can't they? Because of Aaron Rodgers. How how many times are we going to watch Aaron Rodgers handcuff I mean, football team? That's right. But there's there's like there was some some guy on the on the Jets was like you know think that the, you can. Take this opportunity and draft a quarterback. And I'm like, did you not just pay attention to what happened in Green Bay? The whole reason Aaron Rodgers is on your football team is because the Packers did this exact thing. You can't do it. They can't do it with you Aaron Rodgers because he's got the entire team by the you know what. Well, but so how, they but should at what, do it. At what point do you start like asking yourself bigger questions about what you have going on with the Jets? You know what I mean? Like, like does, uh, does Salah even- survive this? Can they even fire anybody? Hackett's Hackett's a clown, dude. Like he's objectively right. bad. Like Aaron he Rogers makes it hard on the, bad quarterbacks. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wants to be the GM, the head coach, the QB coach, the offensive play caller, the offensive coordinator. Look at his GM moves: Hackett, Lazard, Cobb, Boyle, the offensive line. Dalvin, the multi-year Cook. contract for Dalvin Cook. Now spike. I'm spiking the ball on that for sure. Go ahead. I, I, but my thought watch, is the, yeah. the 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 Jets, whoever the GM is, should give double birds to Aaron and draft a quarterback. 
Yeah, but this is what they this is what they signed up for, right? right. Like, that was the whole thing. They sold their souls for this, so there's right. going to be another two years. So they're not going to do it. It's like you talked about the Bills not firing McDermott. It's the no brainer thing to do. You should do it, but you can't do it. That's the thought that I have. They should draft a quarterback. Yes, they should. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if that's if that's what <laughs> that's we're yeah we're trying to get to here. Yes, they should. But no, you're. I think. Okay. But drafting Will McDonald with that pick as well, like that was a little bit of a signal to me that they're not completely like everything has to be about giving Aaron what he needs. Because there were there was offensive line talent and receiving talent that they could have invested in. Well, and they they were thinking about drafting Michael Mayer at that spot. Was the other was the other name on the short list, if I remember correctly? They they do run a lot of thirteen personnel, Kyle. Because they don't have a meaningful receiver. I almost just dropped an F-bomb on the podcast. Those tight ends are bad. (laughs) But they they certainly run a lot of 13 personnel. Because they don't have any wide receivers. Uzoma, an absolute disaster. (laughs) They need all the blocking help they can get because they got no offensive linemen. Leave it on us to bond over some Jets banter here. Disaster. Disaster. What's on us? At least your team didn't lose. At least your team didn't lose the Patriots. uh, What's that? Hmm? What thought or nots do you have? I don't know, man. Um, what thought or not do I have? I, why do I why do I feel an urgency to want to bring up the Panthers right now? And Dave Tepper and his f bomb after oh, the game, f bomb walking out of the. Oh no, the consequences for my actions, right? Like, <laughs> like, was he thinking? It's like, know. man, because you know who you know what this. There was a lot of hype out there that he liked Will Levis. Remember that was like the apple of his eye during mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that. I mean, wonder if that's looming a little bit on him right now as well. I don't know. Just that the, their whole saga since Tepper's got there has been bad, right? Yeah. I, I got one. I got one. Okay. The last person who should be getting on Instagram and talking smack after a game is Deontay Banks. Did you see that? It's kind of it's kind of his thing though, right? I but yeah, no, not good, not good. They're talking smack on the Commanders for for drafting Emmanuel Forbes, right? <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. You want to talk about Tommy DeVito and back to back wins? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give my flowers to Tommy DeVito. Congratulations, real, real flowers. The- these buttercups you're picking in the yard, or is he getting a rose or what? You know what I mean. <laughs> 10 points. Patriots, uh, first team in a long time to give up only 10 points defensively and lose consecutive games. <laughs> what, are we do- what are we doing with the, the Patriots quarterback situation? I told the guys all week, I need all three of you to be ready to go. I'm going to cut Will Greer on Friday to sign Connor McDermott to the active roster. Had him prep all week like he was starting the game. He's getting asked in the locker room about starting. He says, yeah. If I get if my numbers called, I'm going to go out there and just play my best football and make plays. Gets cut on Friday just for you to go out and run out the same dude you've been running out all season long and pulling the plug on and benching to get the same result that you've got all season long. I, I'd like to understand why we, as non-MAC believers, were clowned for not thinking he was worthy of a first-round pick when he has no athleticism and he has no arm talent. 
and he was a one-year starter with unbelievable talent around him at college. Why was it crazy for us to think that it's crazy to pick him in the first round? Because apparently Kyle Shanahan liked him. Was that the was that the strongest mark in? Matt I don't Jones know, but like there's there are there are some weird things along the way these past few years that it's like all of a sudden we throw good process out the window because of what? Because Kyle Shanahan liked them, reportedly, reportedly, allegedly. Oh, play them all, see what happens. Let it play out. You know all the buzzwords. Uh, thoughts on Quentin Johnston getting benched? with the Chargers' current wide receiver situation and that team desperate for small offense. While the player who went immediately afterwards, Zay Flowers, puts that game on ice and scores two touchdowns. Man, I never thought about that dynamic. He scored two in that last play. Yep, Yep. he said, no, I'm running it in. Dude, how hard would it be? Like, I know the right thing to do, but how hard would it be to not, especially if you're a rookie? You get get your touchdown, right? It's still, still, you make it a two-score game. Chargers haven't done anything offensively. Yeah, but you... There there would be times where it would be... Much more egregious to score than what what Zay did. Well, it was the Chargers, right? It was the Chargers. You knew they weren't coming back. So, uh, I just can't wait for uh, Rappaport to hop on NFL Network and say defense didn't lose in the game against the the Ravens like you did last week. Couldn't get a stop when they needed one. That's going to do it for us. Locked on NFL scouting in the books Monday. Uh, getting ready to turn the page to December, Joe. December football hits different. Wee-woo. What's the wee-woo? Frank Reich fired. Do you just want to log off and we'll do another show? (laughs) Do you want to do another? (laughs) Do an emergency extra show of lockdown? Okay. (laughs) Glad we snuck that in at the buzzer. We, We will certainly have thoughts on that. In the days ahead, I'm Kyle Krabs. He's John Reno. We are locked on NFL scouting. Joe, keep it together as I sign us off. Everybody can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We're out of here. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.